Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens when the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. It's been another lovely week. And you know what? This year's already almost at the half. No, this month is already at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. You, one can blink, and then we are in mid-January. Oh, yeah. It can go. Yeah. January is my favorite month of the year because I was born in it. <clears throat> Why would that be, Vicky? Why would that be? Absolutely. It's cold, but, you know, me, Muhammad Ali, we got the same birthday, mm. and we're both from Louisville. Mm. He's the greatest. <laughs> I'll See let the you, similarities. I'll yeah, similarities. I, yes. I'll let you all fill in the rest about who else is the greatest. <laughs> um, we finally got winter where we live. We were having uh, up to 70 degree weather mm-hmm. week of Christmas. Yeah. Good 60s. Good air pressure barometer, headaches, all kinds of mess going on. Oh, yeah. A lot of rain. Lots <laughs> of rain. Tons of rain. So, but now winter, winter finally came and he was angry. Yeah, he came with like some whipping winds and 23 degree below. And we do Fahrenheit here, guys, not Celsius. So 23 degrees Fahrenheit is too cold. I know someone's probably listening like, that ain't nothing. It was negative two. Humans shouldn't be in that. Like (laughs) you are, you need to think about relocating to a place where you will not die from being outside for 15 minutes. I heard like an ice giant. That's a whole nother move. Uh, That's a very interesting way to say it. An ice giant. Thank you. Very interesting. So how has your week been? It's it's been interesting just getting back to work after being off for the holidays. Uh, It was tough as I've seen online for a lot of people. Just getting back into the swing of things, dealing with a lot of the um, Omarion, Omicron, Decepticon, whatever you want to call it, that's been going on. Not Decepticon. I'm just saying, just Optimus Prime. Hey, whatever it may be. Just trying to get back into the swing of things has been really interesting. And getting the kids back into school. Um, You know, I can remember going back years ago, you know, a long, long time ago, uh, being in school, getting on that winter break was exciting because... It was the beginning of us getting snow, but I've seen a lot of kids out in shorts and stuff because of how, you know, the weather was here. And, you know, I I guess that's just part of the new change that's going on with the weather. I don't know how long it's going to be, but, you know, it did make me long for those old cold days. But after the weather today, well, as my bones aren't ready for what it used to be. I understand completely. I, uh, I'm very lucky I have a remote starter on my car. Me and my husband change out who gets to park in the driveway and who doesn't. We're all about fair and equity in this crib. Seriously, everybody's on the same playing field. And so I'm outside, but I I have the remote start and we get in the car and 
my son is talking about how cold it is. It's just freezing. It's freezing. I, I need something to warm up my body. And he wants to turn on the, the seat warmers. And I thought to myself, you bougie kid. <laughs> Do you know I used to have to come out and scrape the car? And, uh, yeah, you had to warm it up, but you had to keep a door, your eye out, make sure they ain't running to snatch a car. You don't know those kind of feelings. Like, yo, there was actually an ordinance in Louisville that you were not allowed to run your car to warm it up and leave the keys in the ignition. Like, you're not allowed to do that because back in the day, you couldn't. There was no locks like you. You needed to keep that door unlocked and somebody would just come in, grab your warmed up car and drive right off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was an ordinance. And uh, now if you put your foot on the pedal, the brake pedal and I ain't in there, you ain't getting it. You ain't going very far. You ain't going very far. They make it difficult. So, um, but I guess we need to kind of just get right into the show because I will ramble on because I am a rambler. So I got an interesting one. And so I'm really curious to see how you rate it. I will call this one, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. Because that's the sense I got from it. It's been years since we've even spoke and I still miss you. I moved on with my life a long time ago, but I just can't stop missing you. I secretly hope that you'll read this and A, Realize that it's me and B, actually give a damn. I know that probably won't happen, but this is the only space that I'm free to talk about you without hurting anyone. And I want someone to see that I I am still in love with you. It doesn't even matter that no one knows us here. I just want to say to someone that I loved growing up with you and that I wish that it could have worked out, even though I know we weren't right for each other, that I will continue to love you probably for the rest of my life. You were my best friend. I will never, ever forget you. And I hope there is some part of you that still loves me. If you did see this and somehow realized it was me, you could think I was absolutely insane. I know it's insane but I won't deny how I feel about you. I'm not like you. I can't pretend you never happened. Wow. Okay. Admittedly, as far as our rating scale goes, that's going to be a unique one because I don't feel like it's bad. I don't feel like there's anything that's incendiary or I guess an issue. I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds like, I don't want to say unrequited love, Almost like a misconnections back in like the paper is what it makes me think of. Wow, that's deep. It's tr- sounds tragically beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing here. So I'm I'm having a hard time wording it as far as our rating scale goes. What is beautiful about it? I, I think there's um, I think having that type of emotion for a person, depending on how far it can go, and I, I do think there's a thin line between loving someone and being at a level of, um, I guess, for lack of a better understanding, insanity, 
with it. Um, it makes me think of the movie. Uh, it's a thin line between love and hate. That's the first thing it makes me think of from my time on this on the spinning marble, <laughs> and just the levels that uh, Lynn Whitfield's character was going to. Now warranted, you know, there were some other things that happened in that, and there's certain context in this that I don't have. But I think it's for someone to feel that type of way and even say I still feel this way, even though I know we wouldn't have worked. It's a person realizing that it will never be, but also, I guess, being willing to accept the reality that they still feel that way about a person. Uh, the, the, the duality there, I think, is beautiful. There's a, there's a piece in, the, in there that, that reads something like, this is the only place where he could say it without someone getting hurt, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that he is attached Otherwise, you wouldn't be hurting anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if we look at it from a context of a married man, mm. and then we say, to say, I'm in love with this person. I know we'll never be together. Right. Does that lend itself to something different? Yeah. To, to an extent, yes, it does. I mean... I don't know. I get to this place where I don't I don't feel like I can control what someone else feels unless I am literally providing reason for that feeling as in like I am instead of I guess denying or rejecting that or just stating simple, as flat out as possible that I'm not if I am giving you if I'm leading you on I feel like that's a whole other thing once you make it a married person in general not even whether it's a man or a woman I feel like at that point it gets messy. Um, so at that point, yeah, it does go on our rating scale for me. But I don't know if I'm necessarily rating the person as much as I'm rating the person in the relationship based on what they're doing. <laughs> so I think that makes it very interesting. So on that, I don't know. I feel like I kind of have to flesh out my opinion a little bit more when you brought that up that way. So I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> and, and, and take the time you need, because I, I think I understand where you're, you were going, where this is unrequited love and how do you rate that it, it's almost like oh it's automatically a bell pepper but maybe it's not because it's there's that pining like how far have you gone but when you when you look at the context of this is the only space where I can say something without hurting someone and infer we don't know so people out there I'm inferring that that he's attached so to, to spend your your time your life with someone, but you're in love with someone else. Mm. I wonder, now I think that is more difficult for me to judge. Mm. That's a difficult one for me to judge. Mm. Do you, is it a reaper? You never tell anyone, you go to your deathbed that you marry someone that you don't love, but it works. Mm. Mm. Is that worse than, than marrying someone you love and it not working out? But why? I don't think love. So this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think love is a reason to get married. I I don't think love by itself is sufficient. I think that once the tingles run off, sometimes people's people feelings go. Mm -hmm. Love by itself isn't a reason to marry. But with that stated, is it okay to be in a marriage with someone that you don't love? It's difficult to rate this one 
and I guess I have to make up a story. The story that I'm making up is that there was a guy and a girl, they fell in love and it didn't work out. And he moved on with his life and she moved on with his. But he pined away in hope that they would be together again one day. And while he may be content, the love that he felt for her is something that was authentic and real for him. So is it something that you keep to your deathbed so that you don't hurt the people and the lives of those that you have now? Is that why it's a reaper? Or is it is it a, a tie chili? Because, you know, you've now committed yourself to someone else. And, you know, the whole time you're pining for someone. So I don't, this one's a good one. I I would want to know what those listening would think. What do you all think? Because like, I can't believe you married somebody you don't love. People do that all the time. Arranged marriages back in the day actually worked. So. They still do today for a lot of people. As far as arranged marriages go. So the question is, if you put it as me, if I learned that my spouse never loved me, really is in love with somebody else and has been forever, would that change the way that I operate within my marriage? Mm. So it probably would because I'm a human being. So it may be in his best interest to not upset the apple cart, apple cart, cart, the apple cart. Do not upset the apple cart and take that to his grave. Mm. Just so that, you know, if you're here, you're here. But but then again, the other part of me is like, go go find that feeling. Go find that love that that's what you need or that's what you want. Don't spend half a century miserable. That's not what you want. And it's, oh, this is, again, unpopular decision, uh, unpopular opinion. It's okay that you have changed. It's okay that you want something different now. It's okay. You know, we make all these agreements and marriage is forever. It is. It's supposed to be okay. But you know what? Life is fucking short. It is short. So would you really, the, 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 the sadness is you could hear, I could feel the, the energy from that particular confession. That man was, is in love with whomever he is talking to. Mm-hmm. He means that. Yeah. So is it, is it a reaper? Is it, is it a bell pepper? Like it not hurt nobody. But then your wife, or your, your husband coming like, you know, I, I never loved you. I'm in love with so-and-so from, then you mad. Like he treated you bad. Why you still love him? Like, cause love, that emotion of love, that chemical reaction is a chemical reaction for a reason. Yeah. You don't get to control that. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's heavy. I'll admit I'm, I'm shocked to say it, but this might be the first time I really don't I can't give this a heat rating. I can't because there's so much context there and there's so many different ways that you can kind of swing it because one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was like, okay, so maybe these are two people who were friends and maybe they were friends and they they fell into a moment where maybe passions ensued and as they got older, they kind of always 
rejected the idea of the relationship. Well, one more so than the other. And potentially kids are involved as far as the other person moving on and having children. And you may be like the godparent. And there's just so many moving parts to this that could really be, you know, messy about this. It could be... Man, it's 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 heavy. Like after after saying it that way, I still think it's beautifully tragic. Mm. Even with that being the case, because like you just said, I, I with it with love within itself being so to me, it's such a difficult thing because people sometimes confuse passion with love or you know uh, being around. You know, there's so many facets that people just kind of combine in that, which is fine. I get it because we're all humans, and it's very confusing because sometimes it may just be your loins are hot versus you feeling an emotional connection to this person versus a romantic connect. It's so there's so much to this that's really heavy that I don't really know if I can put a rating on it that would give it justice. Yeah, I can understand. And mm. and I just see it from multiple angles. Yeah. I, I, I see this could be very easily a reaper in, in the context of don't disrupt what you have mm-hmm. for something that you can't have. Mm. But then again, I call it a reaper because it's devastating to think you spend your entire life not feeling a feeling that you want to feel again. Mm. That seems a tragic waste of human existence. What if it's only one way, though? That's the other part is from what the person said, we did hear them say, I'm not going to deny it. Basically, they implied that the other person is. But it could be that the other person may not see it as strongly. Which is true. That could be crazy. I agree. And and maybe you may not find it with that person, mm-hmm. but maybe you can find a love that has that same chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. You know, go find that chemical reaction that allows you to let that one go. Mm-hmm. And you might want to go talk to somebody because like for real, though, like that. I mean, think about that. Like, think about our first whatever girlfriend boyfriend whatever mm-hmm. and you, you married with kids now and you're like ah oh, remember that day we was playing hopscotch oh, i miss that oh I, the wind raised her dress up i saw a booty you know it's <laughs> oh that's when i knew i was in love you know it's 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 yes. it, that would be you know like if somebody sits you down like listen i just need to tell you i've never been in love with you as much as i've been in love with yeah, I, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you you just can't hurt my feelings, right? Like, oh, you just shitting on me today. Like, oh, you just decided today was the day to use me as a toilet. I get it. Oh, okay, like yeah. you you have a nicer way to say that. Yeah. Okay. Just leave. Yeah. Like, like, just leave, just dude. Dip out. Don't 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 express to me that I'm not that valuable. Like that's how I would feel. But like you said, I mean, I, life is short. Life is very short, and. You know, oh man, this this is just heavy. Okay, well, let's change gears here. And what uh, truth do you have for us this week? All right. My truth is titled, I would steal snacks from the garbage when I was in elementary school. We're going somewhere very different. Maybe not. Who knows? So gross. But literally, my mom would pack me only healthy snacks. For example, large pickles wrapped in tinfoil, nectarines, dried fruits, and baby tomatoes. I was so jealous of all the kids who got goldfish, gushers, and fruit roll-ups because my mom wouldn't buy them. 
So, yep, I would wait for all the kids to leave the class and I would grab half-eaten goldfish and pretzel bags. Never told anyone until I was 18, specifically my sister. Good times, you know? Yuck. Yuck. That is so gross. Because uh, kids' hands are filthy. They touch and stuff. Sometimes I've seen my kids eat goldfish. Why did you put that back in the bag? Like, I saw you put it in your mouth. Why did you put it back in your bag? I didn't want this one. I wanted to, I wanted to bite the head off, just the head off. Maybe licking fingers. It's just, there's a lot going on when kids be eating. It, but, again, he was a kid. Yeah. These are kind of, these are the parenting stories you need to tell people. Like, uh, let your kids have a treat from time to time. It's not going to, because what happens is when you say you can't and you deny them, the urge becomes so great, they start to eat out the garbage can, dog, after yeah, people. That's what I was thinking. And then you got the dirty kid, you got the booger kid. I mean, seriously, the dirty kid, they, if they brought a lunch, it's not healthy and nutritious. It's not a pickle. And then, come on, parents, who wrapped up a pickle? Who wrapped up a pickle in aluminum foil sent that baby to school like that? You ain't shit. Stop doing that. That's embarrassing. That's a weird surprise to open. That's it. <laughs> and I like a good pickle. I There's some upstairs in the refrigerator right now. I enjoy a good pickle. But if you open up my lunch, I had some, some cherry tomatoes and a big ass pickle wrapped in foil. I hope somebody calls CPS because that's abuse. I got a nectarine, a dry ass nectarine in a pickle wrapped in a little bit of foil. All I can see is just. And can't you see the garbage can? Can't you see the garbage can that's there? And he just going through there like a ravenous animal. Sifting. sifting. Getting half chewed on fruit roll ups. God dang, that's a desperation. It's only the part that stuck to the wrapper, you know, the part you couldn't get loose. He's probably like, oh, man. Man. See, it was it was weird. So when I first read it, right, I was like, well, you know, he's a kid. Um, probably could agitate others, but it's kind of like a bell pepper to me. But what I started to think of is what you said. You mentioned um, letting your kids have a snack, have something like that from time to time. And it made me just think of the idea that when people go through life in general, there's these things that we may want. And when, like you said, when you don't get them, sometimes people just get into it overboard. Like it becomes the only thing that matters, whether it's food, whether it's, you know, people do it with exercise. There's people who grow up and they're they're overweight kids and they just become junkies for working out and they can cause themselves injuries, Um, health issues, obviously, with overeating, health issues with working out like too much. You can strain muscles and injure yourself. Um, Sex even. We, We, you know, we've seen that. And it's just one of those things where it's like, obviously, I get it. The parents didn't want their kids to fall into that place that we've all seen either in real life or on a movie or TV show where a kid gets some sugar and they just go full tilt crazy. But if you never give them the opportunity, it's kind of like they talk about the uh, the pastor's daughter or the preacher's daughter. And it's like, okay, well, she's, she's in the church. We're here, here. Then you send her off to college and the preacher's not there. And she goes to her first party and she's like, oh, wait. There's this whole other world, and man. I think yeah. that would be true for most children that were very restricted. That once they got a taste of freedom, they didn't know how to use it wisely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they just don't know how to. I, it, that's my opinion. They just didn't know how to use it wisely. And I, I watched and saw that literally at school all the time. It was, you know, I felt like I went to college and sobered up, stopped smoking weed, stopped doing all this stuff. You know, it wasn't. Now I still drank like a fish. Got some stories and some videos to prove it, but all that weed smoking, I stopped when I was, I guess, eighteen. Mm. You know, I had been smoking for years at this point. Like I was a smokehound. So I just. I went the opposite way, kind of, sort of. But I did see a lot of people kind of just lose their mind with the freedom. And everything has a balance. You you have to tell your children the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? They, they've got to learn it. If they don't learn, everything catches them by surprise. And they don't know how to operate in a world that's different than their own. You know, and, you know, it's... And I know this is a far stretch from, you know, eating garbage Ew, eating some old Teddy Grahams and those cinnamon Teddy Grahams though are, are fire. They slap, yeah, they go hard. But I know this is a, a, a tangent from that, but I think that as parents, one of our responsibilities is teaching them to be prepared for mm. and and letting them know this is not the only way people live. Some people live way better. Some people would, you know, freak out if they saw dust on the on the ceiling fan. Some people's is three inches thick. Like everybody's different. Some, you know, what I'm saying some people. Uh, and then I recognize how much my children watch what I do, and, and I already know they're sponges. Every day, I'm telling them, "Put your shoes up. Put your shoes on. We have a shoe rack." But now I realize I don't always do it. So what I did. I put everybody's shoes up on the rack. And every time I came in the house, I put my shoes up. And I and I would say, hey, don't forget to put your shoes up. And every time I come in the house, I do the same thing. And now everyone is putting their shoes up on the rack. The shoes are not just thrown all over, all over the floor. And I know that's a small, small, small example, but it is one of those, it just explains that they watch what you do. They see what you do. Moderation is realistic. Otherwise, you become fixated on the thing you can't have. And it ties right back to the very first truth. And by the way, guys, we don't know the truths of mm-hmm. each other's truths. It ties right back to it. It is fixating on a thing that you can't have. Mm-hmm. And doing whatever you need to do to get that. And and maybe you, for him, it's in his imagination and it's in his his make-believe and dream space. And if that's what is sustaining him, so be it. Um, for this kid, it was, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get the thing that my mother won't let me have because this bitch is wrapping up pickles in aluminum foil. <laughs> Nectarines, and, dried fruit. Right. You got these banana slivers dried. Not slivers. Dehydrated banana is disgusting. It is, it's a crime against nature. There's a reason why there there's water in a banana. You just see, <laughs> dehydrated banana disc things are gross. Like it's, they make me nauseous. Like really? they, yeah, they smell like. I've never smelled a banana chip before. Dead banana. Like it, it smells like a banana's been murdered. All right. I don't, I don't even know what that smells like other than a banana chip. That's what it always smells like. But that's weird. Okay, so I guess we got to rate this thing now, huh? Yeah, I guess we got to rate one for the <sighs> This is a, a jalapeno. I can see it. It could irritate others. I think that's I think that's what it is. Or poblano. It, it can irritate others. Yeah. 
would bring it up to my mama though. Like, man, you know how hard it was? Man, I throw that wrapped ass pickle up. I throw it in the garbage. Nobody run after that and eat that. Nobody came after me and eat that. Nobody want the trash you sent me with. But wait a minute, but what if somebody I always saw him and then came after him? Like, I'll oh, give me that pickle, that decker to read. Oh, he got cherry tomatoes. He doesn't understand produce. Like, you know. It's that it's that looking on the other side of the fence thing. Yes, that's pretty funny. So yeah, I maybe a poblana, like it it'll be gross. And like don't. But then again, I see the stuff some of my kids do, and I'm like, yo, I just turn a blind eye. Like, it's above me now. It's it, it it's no, it's below me, and I'm just gonna keep my head up. Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, what would you rate it? Um, I would actually probably say about the same. I say it was a poblano. I mean, it is gonna irritate others because he's digging out of the trash. There's gonna be some people who are gonna get irritated saying, "Give that baby some type of snack." I wonder. And I didn't actually check the time frame from when this was posted versus what truth we did early. But we had someone who was serving their friend's food from the garbage. I wonder if this is how that type of person is created, where they get used to eating out the garbage because their parents gave them aluminum foil pickles and things like that. And it leads somehow into this position of everyone should eat out of the trash. There's a smorgasbord there. You know what? I don't think it leads there. Mm. Because he was ashamed. Ah. The freegans, they they out here trying to save money. And they, you know, then again, anything could be a slippery slope. True. And I mean, I think he did say good times, you know. Like yeah. he, he did reflect back on it like, good times. You know, sometimes we have good times. We've we've all tried things. I've recently just got hill spurs trying to play basketball against youth because I was like, yeah. <laughs> you recently discovered your heel spurs. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is how <laughs> That's all right. I, uh, my right foot. I think I have a bunion. And I, like, it's just aching for no reason. Why my foot? That right in one spot. I'm old, though. I'm, I'll be 43 this month. Faux Trey. Yeah. I grew up on 43rd Street. That is not, I ain't joking. I really did. Faux Trey. Faux, okay. In West End, Louisville. I really did. Faux Trey. the park over here, so I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that boat tray. <laughs> All right, guys. But I guess it does it for this week's episode of Pick Truth. If you haven't done so already, join us on our Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, subscribe to wherever you get podcasts. I guess I didn't did your line, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> that was that was the part I was supposed to. <laughs> Let's just keep it on in there. What you got to say? Hey, this is the 40th episode. We really appreciate you all listening. We have some other ideas cooking up that we want to start getting in the can. We have some ideas for Patreon. That information will be uh, bringing out soon through our social medias. Just keep rocking with us. We're not at a year yet, and we've already reached, uh, I believe, 3,000 downloads. I'm amazed, and I'm just happy that you all have come along on this ride with us and hope you stick with us because we've got more to bring. All right. All right. We'll catch you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat. <laughs>